Holy Hour of Power, the Terry and Jesse show. The month of May is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We pray your rosaries every single day. And uh, I also want to mention that uh, got news about the Dodgers prayer rally. Uh, We have four organizations that are sponsoring it. America Needs Fatima, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, Catholics for Catholics, and Church Militant are behind this. Uh, that's Friday, America. June 16th. We're going to be, and, and also, Terry, I just found out yeah. uh, uh, Prager University uh, may be sponsoring this as well, Terry. I love it. I, I just got off the phone it. with, uh, I'm, I'm making those contacts right now. Good job, Jess. Yep. Terry, I'm on duty. What about you? I'm on duty, Jess. We got a, a good show here. We got an interesting Biden administration shocking meeting with Bill Gates and George Soros. Wait, they're bedfellows. Let's see what's that about. Now it came out, and it's pretty much what we expect out of those, you know, kinds of people. Also, we're going to be giving that update on the Dodgers. There's some Dodger players, Jesse, pitchers in particular, who have come out uh, not supporting the administration of the Dodgers in regards to this anti-Catholic material that they're going to be putting out for the homosexuals. You notice they don't call it, you know, Pride Month? No, it's Homosexual Month. That's what... I'm sorry, they, they, they can't get me to say that. I'm not going to say it. So we're going to cover that. And now our good friends from Church Militant will be coming up at the last segment. It's Wednesday. We'll be covering that. And I just want to remind everybody, I know I got a lot of calls yesterday, a lot of texts from yesterday's show. I just want to remind everybody, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Not, not even top people in the Vatican. No, worry about... Who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't speak the truth? And I think that's our marching papers and marching orders. And you know what, Jess? That's gotten us into a lot of trouble with people in the church and outside the church because they want to keep us quiet. So I want to thank our listeners for giving us a voice here at VMPR to speak the truth with charity. Absolutely, Terry. Uh, I got some good. I got some go ahead. good. Yeah, Give I us the good news. I actually yep. need to know. File it is good news, and I will yep. bring it up again. Clayton, Clayton Kershaw disagrees with the Sisters Award, and you know he was the number one pitcher for the Dodgers. He's a Christian man, and he says I'm going to start working on bringing back the Christian Day uh, at Dodger Stadium. So that's a good news story. Also, Jesse, you know we've had a murder take place in America. For the first time, with a, our bishop um, was killed here in our Los Angeles diocese. And so that was really amazing. But, Jesse, are you aware, and, and let's see if our, our listeners are, that there have been nine murders in the past four years in Mexico, and the Mexican archbishop was just survived a knife attack after mass. And this is going on in Mexico right now. So all, all over the world, Catholicism is being attacked. Also, for your need-to-know file, just another note, I found this to be very interesting. In Canada, Jess, 27% jump in excess deaths in citizens under 44 years in age. And it's not because they're doing, um, you know, jumping from an airplane. It's because of the COVID crisis. And there's so much to be said about COVID. There's lots of, of reports showing that there was more damage from the lockdowns and the vaccines than people have died on just natural causes. So now the truth is coming out. So I just want to make sure people need to know that. 
this was a big farce, and we called it from the beginning. And we also got penalized again, kicked off of YouTube and other platforms because we wouldn't go along with the program. That's right. And uh, once again, I'll just for those of you just tuning in mm-hmm. on Friday, June 16th, my brother Johnny and myself and others are organizing a prayer rally through the streets. We're gonna we're gonna meet at the Los Angeles Cathedral parking lot. Park our cars there. Between 3.30 and 4.30. At 4.30, we're going to march with crucifixes, banners of Our Lady, uh, posters, and, uh, and, and letting people know that we are Catholic and that we're offended with this anti-Catholic bigotry. We're going to leave the cathedral at 4.30 on foot. It's about a 1.5-mile walk to Dodger Stadium. We'll stay there for two and a half hours. We'll be praying in front of Dodger Stadium on both sides of the street, the Holy Rosary, litanies to the saints, and, uh, and, and the Psalms and spiritual warfare prayers in between at 7 o'clock. When the game starts, we'll come back down 1.5 miles through the street. Yep. And we're going to process and come back to the L.A. Cathedral uh, and, uh, and call it a night. Uh, we're going to be providing... I just got off the phone with Catholic Vote. They're going to provide professional posters. Good. So no need to make cheap posters at home with spray paint and a marker. We're going to have professional posters made thanks to... Uh, uh, Catholic. Catholic Catholic vote. Also, America needs Fatima is going to bring. They're going to bring professional banners. They're like ten to twenty foot banners, uh, appropriate for this for this uh, rally, calling out the Dodgers for their anti Catholic bigotry. So, America needs Fatima are going to be uh, providing the banners as well. I just got off the phone. I think Brian Birch is going to be there. Uh, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, as from as a, as a representing Catholic vote, and they're also talking to Prager University. I'm almost positive they're going to send one of their spokesmen. Who knows? It could be even Dennis Prager. We'll see. So this thing is tr- it's it's taken a life of its own. People around the country know about this, and we are offended that homosexual men from San Francisco are imitating, are acting like Catholic nuns, calling themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They are not nuns. They are homosexual men impersonating nuns. This is anti-Catholic bigotry. This is hate speech, and we're not going to put up with it. Amen, brother. Amen to that. Jess, let's get some soul food, unless you got something more. before. That's it, Terry. All right, brother, let's get... Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Man, you're going to love this reading. (laughs) Mary set out... Yeah, no, here, I'm going to just prep, prep you on this reading. Yeah. This is where we get a lot of our theology of the Blessed Virgin Mary from here. A yeah. lot of our theology. And here's where we also get, notice this. The message of the Old Testament is God's mercy, God's mercy. Here you're going to find that the Blessed Virgin Mary is the first New Testament person who talks about God's mercy. So it goes to show you how steeped she was in her Old Testament. Here we go. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy, Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. By the way, the same thing happened here. The same Greek word is used when David leapt for joy before the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. Coincidence? I don't oh, think no, so. No way. <laughs> and Mary said, 
My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Yes, Jesus is Mary's Savior because Jesus saved his mother in anticipation of the fall. Jesus saved us after the fall, but he's both our Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. Notice what everybody's supposed to call the Blessed Virgin Mary. Blessed. When a Protestant says, yeah, that woman, yeah, yeah, Mary, yeah, yeah Jesus' mom. I said, no, no, hey, knock, knock it out, dude. Read your Bible. Call her Blessed Mary. If we're going to talk, if you're a Bible Christian, call her Blessed Mary or the conversation's over. Okay? Because it's in your Bible. Call her Blessed. I love that. I've heard it's, Jesse do that. It's, it's awesome, too. They're like, says, what? The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Here it is. Here's the first time she talks about divine mercy. Yep. He, God, has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So notice, twice in the last paragraph, <clears throat> mm -hmm. the, the Blessed Virgin Mary talks about the mercy, the promise of the mercy of God the Father to his people and to us by extension. And also notice what it says here. Uh, and Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. What happened in those three months? There was a lot of women that got pregnant and gave new life. That's called a blessing in the Old Testament. When a woman gets pregnant and she gives birth, that's called a blessing in Hebrew. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room for a quickie here. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Oh, ahead. Talk about seekers of truth. Bishop Sheen says, it's easy to find the truth. It's harder to face it. And harder still to follow it. Just this is why it's so important that we keep asking ourselves, whatever we do in life, what's the truth? What's the truth? Because that's what sets us free. So I think Bishop Sheen nailed it. I also want to make a quick note for a sign for Dodger Stadium. I was with Vin Scully back in 2016 when he was asked the question. The question was, do you believe in same-sex marriage? And he, in front of 1,600 people, he said, no, I believe the old-fashioned way, the Bible way, that marriage is between one man and one woman. And 1,600 people stood up and cheered him. So I think we need to make a sign that says, Vin Scully believes marriage is between a man and a woman. <laughs> and right. probably Tommy Lasorda is too, I'm guessing. I hope so. But Vin, yeah. Vin said it. I'm a witness to it. And I'll give the date on when it happened. Oh, hey, that's good. Well, I we, like that. Yeah, I do too because the Dodger fans respect Vin Scully, okay? I mean, he is he, he's for 70 years. I'm telling you, just because... You're a company. You're with the company. If it's if something's wrong, you got to be able to call them out, and that's what Hershel and other pitchers have done. So I think it's great that people are speaking up, and we're going to be there again on Friday. But Jesse just mentioned with many other groups standing up for Christ and His Church. When we come back, Jess, this is an amazing article: Biden administration shocking meeting. It's not even shocking. I I knew about this, but I didn't know what was said. Well, now we do with Bill Gates. And George Soros. What's it reveal? When we come back from the break, you'll find out. Stay with us, man. Hit it, Jeff. We're back, brother. We are back. The Terry and Jesse Show. Two wow. Catholics with a PhD I'm in getting, common I'm sense. I'm fired up. You know why, Jesse? We're being attacked. Uh, you know, our church is being attacked from within, from without. 
And uh, here, here the B team is standing up right now and saying, it is, yeah. the B team saying, hey, <laughs> Hawaii Paloi guys, come on, get your rosaries out, dude. Come on, we're going for a prayer walk. That's right. Okay, keep going. S- Terry, so uh, something that we've kind of known, yeah, but, oh, now, yeah. but now there's, there's actual evidence from a well-documented article put out by the Federalist Wire. And what's documented is that the Biden administration and Bill Gates yep. and George Soros are all working together. The bedfellas, come on, they are. Now, now we we knew that. Oh yeah, we. But did. this article connected it the it, dots. It does. So, it's been reported that one of President Joe Biden's senior administrators for humanitarian assistance has met with several groups from a left-leaning ideology on multiple sessions. Samantha Power, administrator of the U.S. Agency for International USAID met with liberal donor groups like George Soros Open Society Foundations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and others, according to nearly 700 pages of agency calendar papers obtained by Fox News Digital. The autonomous federal agency's head of foreign development and humanitarian help, Power recently met with numerous high-ranking persons from foundations and groups that donate large sums of money to international humanitarian aid projects. Yeah, like contraception and abortion, exactly, right? Exactly, Jesse. At least twice, the top administrator talked with bi- talk business with the Open Society Foundation, that's Soros' foundation, the Foundation Grant Making, Research, Advocacy, Impact Investment, and Strategic Litigation to Support the Growth of Inclusive and Vibrant Democracies, as stated on the organization's website, with a particular emphasis on climate justice and equity. <laughs> climate I'm sorry, justice. give me a break. <laughs> so the entire amount provided by the foundation is $19.1 billion, I'm no sorry, chump I'm change. Hey, wait, 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 time out. 19 million, no, no, 19 B billion. 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 Yeah, see, that's a yeah. lot of money. Over the years, Soros has contributed to multiple Democratic campaigns, typically those of state and federal prosecutors. Oh, yeah. Mark uh, Malik Brown, president of the foundation, and Power met for the first time in September 29th, 2021. Uh, this was followed by other meetings over in Brussels. Fox News quoted Jonathan Kaplan, a spokesman for the Open Society Foundation, Soros Foundation, as saying, quote, The Open Society are dedicated to advancing inclusive democracy. In other words, inclusive. Yeah. Shared and sustained economic growth, that means depopulate the earth, yep. and human rights in the United States and around the world. That means that means LGBT and woke ideology. That's what that means, and, and DIE, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The article says, our leadership, like our, like our grantees, actively engage with policymakers from both parties across administrations to advance these goals. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of Republicans in part of it, oh, called yeah. the Uniparty. Three times power met with Melinda Gates and twice with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation CEO Mark Sussman. Power spoke with Melinda Gates on the phone on August 20, 2021, and they had dinner together. So, Terry, the the, the bottom line is the article makes the strong connection that the Biden administration is completely working in collaboration with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and George Soros. These are enemies of, 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 uh, of freedom. capitalism, freedom. Christianity, freedom, yeah. liberty, yeah, uh, conservatism, right. patriotism, yeah. Catholicism. It, this is dangerous on many levels. The fact that our president, our second Catholic president we've ever had, is collaborating with people that are arch enemies of Christianity. You know, Jesse, you think about Soros and the funding that he did 
for the politicians that are in office today. Uh, I don't have the list, but we've gone over that list. He's been instrumental in putting people in power that has just devastated Yeah, district attorneys, right. Yeah, yeah, especially here in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, and this is yeah. what's going on. So these guys are, are serious and they're collaborative. I just wish we as conservative, and I'll just be honest because we're cons- the Bible talks about right and left. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're conservative, yeah. right? We need to organize ourselves and do the same because what's happening is we're being outgunned. Liberalism seems to have more unity than us conservatives. Am I onto something, Jess, or is that an exaggeration? No, no, and I'll tell you why. I'll why? The reason is is because they they are under the umbrella of the Antichrist. That makes sense. And so think about it. When the devil appeared, and the, the Antichrist works for Satan. Mm-hmm. Remember when Satan appeared to our Lord in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to, 1 to 11? Yeah. yeah, that really happened. I know Jesuits say that's a, that's a, uh, uh, a mythoatic poetic expression of something symbolic. Right, yeah, right. Uh, no, it really happened, okay? Our Lord Jesus Christ was confronted by the devil, and the devil noticed what he said, what, the first temptation. I'll give you this entire, all the kingdoms of the world if you will, if you will you know, bow down to me. Yeah. So notice, the devil has access to what? All the kingdoms of the world. Not 90%, not 85%. The Bible says all. And the fact of the matter is, is that the left is, is, is in league with the diabolical. This is where they get their power. They get their power by Satan who has all these kingdoms under his dominion. And I'm embarrassed to say also, Terry, but this is a fact that George Soros has also pumped a lot of money, and China as well, yes. uh, to Pope Francis's Vatican coffers. I know that. And so they've bought his silence at, as well. The, 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 the only institution set up by Jesus Christ to promote the truth and to protect God's children on earth has been compromised at the highest level right now. And and I'll quote Bannon. He said, we Catholics are the last ones standing in the way of this. Let me give an example of what you just said. Hillary Clinton. Remember, Jesse, when she was four years ago talking about getting into a seance and trying to get evil spirits, to, if she would be willing to sell her soul if she could become uh, more powerful in this country. And this is the type of people that are running the, sh- the, uh, the country right now, they're willing to sell their souls to have power. And if it means giving their lives to Satan, they'll do it. And think about years back. It, didn't Adolf Hitler commit himself to the devil? Yes, of course he did. And there's been other leaders who have done this very same thing. I'll give you one more example. Remember Rules for Radicals? Mm-hmm. The oh, pub- yeah. yeah remember, what, did he, what did he dedicate that book to, Jesse? forward page he forward, yep. he dedicated to satan you see linsky these guys are all in bed together that's my point i'll say no more yeah terry and and also the 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 late great father gabriel amorth oh yeah rome's exorcist for 29 years passed away in 2016 yep. let me quote to you what he says about the devil and politicians oh, he says this quote quote satan loves to take over politicians yep he says Everybody is vulnerable to the work of Satan, and the devil loves to take over those who hold political office. Father Moore says, evil exists in politics, 
Quite often, in fact, the devil loves to take over business leaders and those who hold political office. He said this, which you just said a little while ago. Hitler and Stalin were possessed. Yep. How do I know? Because they killed millions of people. <laughs> yeah, the gospel says, by their fruits, you will know them. Yeah. And, and also, Father uh, Chad Ripperger, one of the, the, the foremost exorcists right now who is alive right now, he says this about politicians. He says this. At the Bohemian Grove, there is overt Moloch worship, wow. who is a demon god of child sacrifice. Mm. He says, the Caribbean islands entertains a lot of pedophilia to the rich and famous. He says, 80% of politicians and heads of state have been through this ritual at the Bohemian Grove and worshipped Moloch, the demon god. That says it Father all, Jesse. That's, that says it all. And you wonder why we're in a situation we're in right now. And, but remember, everybody, and this is the fact, we know we win at the end. Yes, yes. Even though we're, we're, the odds are against us. Jesse, going down to Dodger Stadium and doing what we're doing, there's going to be probably forty or 50,000 people in the stadium going to a ball game. They're going to see us. Most of them, I realize it, they're going to be saying, who these nuts are? What, you know? But you know what? Some people are going to say, wow, these guys stand for something. And I think that's our approach right now. We're not going to win everybody because we, we can't. But we're not worried about results. You know what we're worried about? Being faithful to Christ and his church. Yes. Amen. So it looks like on Thursday night, it looks like I just got off the phone with Catholic vote. Yeah. It's going to be, a, we're going to have a two-day rally. Good. On Thursday night, it's going to be a rally for the speakers. It Good. looks... Uh, Prager University is going to send a speaker. I'm almost thinking they're going to send the big guy. Well, he's guy. right there. Yeah, I, I think they're going to send him. I'm going to get the phone call later he, on today. Yeah. We're reaching out to Steve Bannon as well Good. to bring him on Thursday night. Yep. Um, and almost, and I'm almost sure that Brian Birch is going to fly out. I just got off the phone with the secretary. Good. Uh, so on Thursday night, we'll probably have uh, the, the the CEO of Prager U, Catholic Vote, and uh, and Bannon's War Room. They're going to be there giving us a pep rally on Thursday night, and on Friday, it's going to be all prayer power. So it looks like this is going to turn out to be a two-day event. I'll confirm that tomorrow as soon awesome. as I get off the phone with the rest of everybody else. And whatever we can do here at our facility at the Sacred Heart Chapel, I'll leave that day open because I know we have some priests that are going to be coming out and uh, I'm sure offering the greatest prayer. Let's be honest, everybody, as a Catholic, it's the Mass. Yeah. So yes. maybe we can plug something in with Father Dave Nix, who's coming out. Yeah, I'm going to call him next because uh, they they want a, they want a mass on Thursday as well. Awesome. At Dodger Stadium. Oh, we got to. All right. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. good. So, Jess, uh, I just want to give one more player for the Dodgers. His name is Blake uh, Trenton. He wrote a letter saying, "I'm disappointed to see the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous." And their work only displays hate and mockery of the Catholics and Christian faith. He said, I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and it's, my, it's not a right. My conviction in Jesus Christ will always come first. I love it. Wow. Since I've been with the Dodgers and since they've been a forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the sisters of perpetual indulgence, and not sisters, to perform uh, disenfranchise a large community and promote hate of Christians and the people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and its competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forcing on them. The debacle with Bud Light, 
Target should be a warning to companies and professional sports to stay true to their brand and leave the propaganda and politics off the field. This is the last statement. I love what he said, Jesse. I believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. And in Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This group openly mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith. And I want to make it clear that I do not agree with nor support the decision of the Dodgers to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24. You like it, Jess? We need to get that man on the air. All right. What's up next, Jess? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. When did they start (laughs) and how long have they been attacking the Catholic Church? And deceiving people. Yep. All right. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Yep. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse, you know, I just got blown away. Bishop Strickland's listening right now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he just texts me, says, fair warning, man. I'm pretty fired up. I've had it with the false messages from every corner. I'm so, so basically he says, let's let the truth set the straight everything. Another, we need voices of bold truth. Thank you for what you guys do. Okay, Jess, let's move on. I mean, yeah. that, you know what I'm saying to you, Jess? This is what... Um, fires me up when we have, you know, lay organizations. We got some bishops that are speaking up. We, we you know, we're outgunned, but Jess, we got to tell the people the truth. And, and again, you're going to give us the truth about these false called sisters of indulgences and set it straight who these people are and how they're anti-Catholic. Okay, I'm, I'm fired up too, buddy. But when I get a text like that during the break, can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, no, Terry, this thing's taking a life of itself. Again, we're going to, we're going to, we're, aligning ourselves virgin most powerful we're aligning ourselves with catholics for catholics we're aligning ourselves with church militant we're aligning ourselves with catholic vote and we're aligning ourselves with prager university all five of us are sponsoring this event and what we're going to do is we're going to have a friday procession to from this cathedral to dodger stadium it looks like we're going to have a rally the night before with some of the speakers, and I'm sure Terry's going to be invited. Oh yeah, <clears throat> of course uh, I'll be there. Yeah, you, you got to represent. Yeah, you got to represent VMPR because me? yeah, you're the CEO. So all the CEOs from the uh, from all the organizations will be there giving a pep talk uh, the night before at Dodger Stadium, and hopefully we can have a holy mass celebrated. I'm going to work on that with Father Dave Nix, yeah. and then we can have all the organization leaders give a pep talk to all the people that are attending. So let me talk a little bit about. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who are homosexual men from San Francisco. Just the facts, Jess. When did they start? Yep. Police report. Yep. There they you started go. in 1979. Yep. This was the beginning of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. In San Francisco's Castro District, three men dressed in traditional nuns' habits walked the streets. One of them carried a machine gun. Then they went to a nude beach. Oh it was then that they adopted the name Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. 1982. A year after AIDS was discovered, the sisters were upset, but they did not complain about the lethal sex practices that gave rise to AIDS. Yep. Rather, they complained about the fear and prejudice that it was engendering. 1987. 
The sisters are granted a tax-exempt status after trashing Pope John Paul II's visit to San Francisco. The sisters held an exorcism and a condom savior mass in Union Square. <laughs> Blasphemy. At the event, they featured... I can't repeat what they, they did. Oh, no, yeah, and they also burned the, the, the Pope in effigy in the streets. 1987, they staged a hunky Jesus contest, sacrilege and blasphemy again, something that they do every year on Easter Sunday, 1989. On their 10th anniversary, they held many events, including one with Sister Psychedelia's Rise from the Dead and Pope Dementia's Altered Boys, and they only wore thongs and smiles in this event. 1989. They had a, a blasphemous called a condom savior mass. You can imagine what happened there at this, uh, at this blasphemous uh, replication of the mass. Uh, and they also made fun sacrilege. of the words. They made, made fun of the words of consecration. Uh, consecration. It, was, it's, it was sacrilege and blasphemy that they sacrilege. did. 1990. A staff writer for the Miami Herald said the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence all men, were noted for carrying a 20-foot replica of a male organ through the streets of San Francisco. I remember that. 1992. At a rally in San Francisco at the Capitol Christian Center, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, uh, homosexual men, held signs of the cross with a pink inverted triangle in the place of our Lord, and the inscription said, Stop Crucifying Queers. 1992. On Parade, a publication of San Francisco Lesbian Gay Freedom Day Parade and Celebration Committee, they published an article, uh, and I can't mention the names of the article that they published. No. 1993, at another rally at the Capitol Christian Center, protesters held a sign. It said, Queer Alert, Fighting for Freedom from Religion. 1993, 12 years after the AIDS hit, they demonstrated in Washington, reeling in anger and despair over five of their members who died of AIDS. 1993. The sisters were banned from the, from the march on Washington stage for being too controversial and not the appropriate image for C-SPAN and the movement. Yeah, that's when, that's when networks still had a, a common sense left. 1993. The sisters are seen as so offensive that they incur the wrath of Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen, the authors of a landmark book on, on gays, which was called After the Ball, how America will conquer its fear and hatred of gays in the 90s. They said of the sisters, fringe gay groups, they ought, they ought to have the tact to withdraw voluntarily from public appearance at gay parades, marches, and rallies, but they don't care whether they fatally compromise the rest of us. So in other words, homosexuals were speaking out against them. 1994, they served Holy Communion wafers and tequila to the congregations at a mockery of a mass. To 1999, on the cover of April 1st, 1999, edition of the San Francisco Bay Times, there was a full-page picture of a sister superimposed on a cross-like photo with hands stretched out imitating our Lord on the cross. Year 2000. In San Francisco, they held a, a Good Friday event where they sponsored a fetish show that provided, and I can't mention what no. they did, 2001. Uh, they petitioned the IRS, uh, oh no, or, or, or Bill Donahue from the Catholic League petitioned the IRS to revoke the taxism status of the sisters, citing multiple examples of vulgar, obscene, and bigoted material against the Catholic Church and its members. God bless them. 2002. Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence celebrated Easter with an indulgence in the park event that featured a clown drag nun fundraiser along with the annual Hunky Jesus Contest. 2004, 
they spent the entire month of, of December bashing Chris, Christmas in Los Angeles. 2008, San Diego House of Sisters, it's called the Asylum of the Tortured Heart, which was founded in 2005, held a midnight confessional contest that gave prizes to those with, with the hottest confessions. It was held in a gay bar. 2009, they held a block party in San Francisco where some of the men danced naked in the streets. Surprise, surprise. 2010, at the Yerba Buena Center, that means good weed, for the Arts Winter Gala, the sisters were asked to perform six musical acts in a nunway choir drag fashion where they where the attendees could bask in the bloody gore of occult film screenings. Mm. 2011, in a Daily Beast column, gay writer Andrew Sullivan called the sisters hunky Jesus, Jesus event a form of blasphemy. He was so angry at them, and, and he said that this makes me feel like Bill Donahue. 2018, the Multnomah County Library in Portland, Oregon hosted Drag Queen Storyline with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence despite their history of anti-Catholicism they, the event expressly, explicitly target kids two to six years old. 2022, the sisters gave an award for featuring Little Hot Mess, a man who dresses as a woman for children and one of the leading activists behind the Drag Queen Story Hour. And finally, 2023, a sister won the Free Choice Mary Pro-Abortion Award. The man, dressed with a woman's a nun's veil, uh, wearing, wearing like a woman's undergarments, was featured holding a baby doll with a sign that said, I had a choice. And finally, June 16th, uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, homosexual males, will be honored by the Dodgers. They're going to be given a community of ward. Guess what? They're from San Francisco. They're not even from Los Angeles. Yeah. Terry. Well, let's just, we, we've covered this in the bottom line, Jesse, and all that, just the facts. We're, we'll put that on our YouTube channel and, you know, give people that, it's, it, facts on her because so many people think that these this group is actually catholic nuns that just have to be gone mm-hmm. a little crazy that's just not the case no i mean i mean i know there's a lot of crazy nuns but not that crazy yeah. and so these are men who are homosexuals who are attacking the catholic church and again you know people can say oh well that's their thing let them go no we have to stand up because here's the bottom line jesse catholic bashing is the last Acceptable. Acceptable thing that goes on in our culture. In America. Think about this. And we said it last week. Could you imagine if that was Muslims that not they were chance. mocking? No way. Not, they wouldn't do it. How about Jews? No way. Not a chance. So why are, why are they doing it with the Catholics? And I'll tell you why, Jesse. Because they think they can get away with it. Look at the condition of the Catholic Church today, folks. I mean, the B team is standing up. Yeah. But the fact is... Uh, they realize we've got our own problems with homosexuality because much of the clergy, much of the bishops, I hate to say it, much of the cardinals. I mean, the Cardinal of Buenos Aires that was just inaugurated by Pope Francis, all right? He's pro-homosexual. Yeah, surprise, surprise. (laughs) The Jesuits hit again. The point I'm trying to say is we can't stop not speaking like we are speaking because it's the truth. And, you know, we could say the emperor has no clothes on. We're going to push back, Terry, until our heart stops. Yeah. I know that. And I'll tell you, you know what, Terry? Tommy Lasorda used to have mass offered in the Dodgers clubhouse yep. on Sundays. Also, Dodgers sportscaster Vince Scully, a Hall of Famer, yep. he lent his iconic voice to narrate the mysteries of the Holy Rosary right. Right. on the website formed.com. Mm-hmm. So this move from the Dodgers, it makes no sense. The Dodgers need to see a drop in attendance. They need to see a half-empty stadium every single night. 
And the reaction needs to be to come in a full-throated rejection of the Dodgers by Los Angeles large Catholic and Hispanic community. Now, I don't know if it'll succeed. We're going to do our best. But the fact of the matter is, like, like you said, Terry, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't ma- take much of it doesn't take much to think. What would the Muslims do oh, yeah. if they were offended like this? Yeah. Even for something a lot less than this, trust me, uh, there would be a big be pushback, pretty. Terry. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be pretty. pretty. Yeah. And think also of whether it's the Jews. Any other religion other than Catholicism, Christians in general, are being persecuted in yeah. this country. Terry, I want to thank Bishop Strickland for speaking out against oh. this blasphemy. Oh, yeah. I want to th- thank Archbishop San- of San Francisco, Salvatore Corleone, yep, also for speaking out. He said, we now know what the gods, lowercase g, the Dodgers administration worships. Yep. And the archdiocese, they put out a statement, kind of milk toast, if you, you know. Yeah, for Archbishop Gomez, yeah, but at least kind it's of, something. Kind, but it's we something. Pushed it, him. It's, yeah, they kind of pushed him. And so the fact is, at least at least he put out a statement, and at least uh, Catholics have the green light to go out there to the public square, into the breach, and voice our concerns and pray in public. Absolutely. When we come back, Church Militant will be here to tell us some more stories and the news, what's going on. In the fight for souls, as yeah. Bishop Sheen said, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. That's why we do what we do, and Church Millen does the same thing. We'll have them on, and I think you'll be inspired to hear what they have to say. Stay with us, family. Virgin, most powerful race. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- Five two six two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back every week. We got uh, our buddy Nick from Church Militant. Nick, what's going on in this crazy culture of death, my friend? Give us some, uh, give us some news, and uh, give us some action items too. <laughs> it never, it never stops being crazy, Jesse. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, our friend Michael Hitchborn over at the Lepanto Institute, he just put out a new report on the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests, the AUSCP. If you don't know, this is a very bad dissident group in the church. It's um, over a thousand priests in the U.S. Cardinal McElroy is very friendly with them. They push for gay priests. They push for women's ordination and other heterodox things. But they have their big assembly coming up in June, of course. Uh, They push uh, homosexuality in their assemblies in June. But they have their assembly coming up. And Cardinal Tagle was going to be a keynote speaker there, but he's actually being replaced by a Catholic theology professor who just so happens to be in a gay so-called marriage for over a decade now. Wow. So, n- n- uh, so Tag- Taglia is not going to be the speaker? Or, or, yeah, or he, he was, go- he was he pulled going out. to be there, but he had, he had to pull out because of uh, just Vatican things. Okay. And so they're replacing him with uh, the professor, Dr. Brian Flanagan from Marymount in Virginia. He, he's a, a theology professor there, and now he's going to be giving a uh, keynote address. And he, he's in a same-sex relationship? Yeah, he, he has been, um, you know, in this, you know, not a marriage, but a you know, whatever legal a, thing they want to call a fake it marriage. for, fake, for, oh, yeah, for, for fake over marriage. a decade now, for over a decade now. And he's going to be the one, you know, giving, giving the talk to all these, uh, th- the thousand priests or so in, in the audience they're going to have there. Nick, we're living in clown world. This is, 
yeah, so, yeah. Some, somehow, somehow, we're going to be taught theology by someone who obviously couldn't read the simplest statements in the Bible, which all <laughs> condemn homosexuality and say that marriage is between a man and a woman. But somehow, these are the people we give doctorates to. And, and Nick, let me just yeah. mention one more thing I didn't hear, and that is this is being done right in Southern California in San Diego at a Jesuit yep. university. Have you guys noticed anything about all the crummy things that are going on in the church? We keep talking about the Jesuits. The Jesuits. It comes from them. It really does. I mean, we need to pray for the Jesuit order to be reformed because it seems like every bad thing that's going on in the church, nine out of ten times, it's a Jesuit behind it. Yeah, yep. I mean, mo most of our schools, most of our universities that are Catholic are Jesuit, and so that's that is their job to be yeah. teaching, you know, these students and all how they should be Catholic, and they have they have definitely not they've definitely failed us at that. Yeah. So let's get people out there well, protesting yeah. that too. Go ahead. Yeah. Let, let me let me mention something which uh. makes sense. Saint Jerome he said about theological heretics. Oh, he yeah. said this. He said, "quote It is rare to find a heretic <laughs> that loves chastity." That's just a fact. Mm. I'm gonna say that again. Saint Jerome, fourth century. Quote: It is rare to find a heretic that loves chastity. That says it all. Yeah, it does. Yeah, what else I, do we I got, Nick? Yeah. yeah, so um, also keeping up with uh, these things, I don't know if you guys saw this, there was this big backlash about some stuff going on on social media with The Chosen, the show, the you know, TV I, Jesus. I missed it. Yeah, tell us about that. So they had uh, they released a new video a couple of days ago, and someone noticed, it was a behind-the-scenes thing, and someone noticed there was a pride flag in, uh, in the shot what? for a while, for a few seconds. And so then they were called out on it, and what was even worse was their response on social media. So they, they released two tweets in response, and they, they um, basically stood up for it. They, uh, they said, just like with our hundreds of cast and crew who have different beliefs or no belief at all than we do, we will work with anyone on our show who helps us portray or honor the authentic Jesus. How, how does this Where portray is that? or honor, that? honor the authentic Jesus? What, what, is, what is this doing to honor our Lord at all? It's not. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, so this, this is something that my, uh, I know Michael especially, uh, Boris, has gotten a lot of heat on this. It, there's been a couple times where he's given talks or just online where he's said that, you know, Catholics should be very weary of The Chosen, not watch it just because of different things in the show that they've uh, been inconsistent about or in the future that they're probably going to do wrong because it's not explicitly Catholic and could harm your faith. And this is, this is another thing that, that they're showing us right now because recently they had a Facebook post a couple months ago where they basically said you don't need to go to a church to, to love god you can oh just gosh. worship god anywhere and so this is this is a show that you definitely should should be weary of even though i i know that people will say that there is good messaging to it they're trying to do a lot for for jesus but they're, they're getting some definitely big things wrong absolutely yeah here's i i've only watched series one and they got it wrong on two instances in relation to the blessed virgin mary yeah i haven't very much. i haven't watched any more series i just watched series one and they got it wrong in our lady and uh, it's, uh, I haven't watched it since. Now, it doesn't surprise me that they would do this. Remember, some of the producers and directors are Protestants. They're Mormons. So they don't have a developed moral theology like Catholics. So mm -hmm. a lot of Protestants and Mormon directors and producers, they're going to be intellectually blinded in many areas, especially morality. 
and, and they're going to have a bad ecclesiology like you just mentioned. Go home. Just you don't need, you don't need to go to church. Just go home and pray to God. Me and Jesus. Yep. Yeah. So so they don't have they don't have a well formed understanding of what church means ecclesiology. So it doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't have a problem flying this homosexual flag in one of their shows. That's what happens when you have an incomplete version of Christianity. You're going to make mistakes like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's why it's so dangerous is because a lot of people, they take stuff like this. When people, when people make things about Jesus, they, they take it as historically accurate. So whenever movies are made or anything like that, people who don't know scripture, don't know tradition, all those things, they take it as, okay, this is what happened. This is how people were. Yep. And it's very dangerous, especially if you're talking about with Our Lady, because if you, if you get Our Lady wrong, you're going to get Jesus wrong. That's right. Well yeah. said. What else is going on, my friend? Yeah, so actually, if people are going to plug our download episode for today, that'll drop at 5 o'clock on, our, on YouTube and our website. We had um, Layla, Layla Miller on today. Oh, she's she recently, she's a great, great woman. Yeah. She recently wrote um, an article for Crisis Magazine called Nine Bad Arguments for Catholics Attending Invalid Weddings, going through some of the biggest things you hear when it comes to, it was focused on Catholics. So these are people, one or both parties in yeah. the wedding are baptized Catholics, and they're obviously in an invalid marriage situation. And just some of the, the crazy things you hear people say to try to rationalize it mm-hmm. and why none of them are good excuses. Oh, that's great. I've got to get that. I haven't seen that, so that's important to get. Go to Crisis Magazine, too. Uh, get any of their articles. Crisis Magazine is just like Church Militant, like us at VMPR. We're on the same page. It's the truth that sets us free. Yeah. You have another uh, item, uh, my friend? Nick? Uh, I, I, yeah, I just want to. I want to go through uh, something in the article that she put that, oh, good. that I think Let's you guys, that, that I think you guys will enjoy mm-hmm. because something that she mentioned was there are nine ways in order to be an accessory to. Of course, we cover that a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so and so there's not only by you know counseling people yep. or telling them That's to right. do it or just telling them you consent to it, yep. but there's also you know praising it, provoking it, or concealing something about it, partaking in it. And your silence and your defense of some something that was done that was wrong. So there's all these different ways. So there, there are sins of omission and commission. Whenever you're talking about someone else's sin, that you can easily fall into. So just like these times with we're talking about invalid marriages here, there are so many things that go on in our silence in the face of you know our friends and our family that are committing these sins that we see that we have refused to step in and try to correct them on and you know we're allowing them to go down possibly a road to hell and we're kind of dragging ourselves along with them if we don't do anything to try to rectify the situation. Well yeah. said. Hey uh Nick, I want to just uh, thank you guys over at Church Militants because you guys jumped in. You guys have jumped in supporting and supporting the uh, the prayer uh, rally uh, campaign that we're going to be having here in Los Angeles. Uh, just talk to to uh, your resistance movement. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, my, Alex. Yeah, Alex. So you guys are part of the uh, the yep. sponsoring groups. You guys, Catholic Vote, uh, American East Fatima. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and Catholics for Catholics, which was a 501c4 uh, launching out into politics. So uh, those are the five organizations that are supporting this prayer rally, which is going to be held on Friday night. It looks like we may even start on Thursday night just for speakers, the CEOs of all these organizations that are going to come out here and give us uh, 
just a pep talk. So uh, more to follow on that. But thanks a lot. I let uh, Michael know thank you very much for lending his support. Oh, absolutely. We, that's something that, you know, we, we love these type of things. I, to see people actually taking bold stands and organizing together to do it, it it's, it's great. It's been great to see over the past couple of months with all these different evils that we're seeing that people are finally starting to take a stand with their wallets, with their voices, with all these different things. And I wish we would get a little more from you know, the different players that are obviously Catholic. We, we've seen some walk back, some make weak statements. We had one strong, uh, one strong statement, pretty strong statement yesterday, I believe it was, oh, yeah. from, uh, from a picture from the Nationals. But yeah, this is, this is something that people, I mean, if we can't agree on this, if we can't agree that making fun of nuns and doing these just totally depraved skits and things that they do and dressing up the way that they do. If we can't agree that that is evil and rally behind that, I I don't know what it would possibly be that will be the thing. I agree, brother. Uh, Here's something, a bit of good news for the audience. Bud Light sales down 30% as the boycott continues to grow. (laughs) And Target lost $9 billion. Yeah, we we want to give the Dodgers the Bud Light treatment as well. We want to give Target the Bud Light treatment as well. Uh, Chick-fil-A, they're going to be getting the Bud Light treatment as well. I, 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 uh, they're making some woke statements as well. Chick-fil-A is no longer the Chick-fil-A that, uh, nope. that we once knew. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a shame. I mean, if, if anything, I mean, you had all these years of being the Lord's chicken, and now just to, just to throw it away, to be the one place that people, you know, thought in, in that industry that they could trust and that would do the right thing. Now, now for them to go all the way the other way, I mean, they, they've, they've done a few questionable things in the past, but to, to go all the way with it now, it's just, I, I don't know why they think it's worth it. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're going to lose a lot of people, though, I hope. Amen, Amen, Nick. Thanks again for doing what you do, brother. God bless you and the ministry there. Take God care. bless, guys. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Hey, live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray rosaries every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Be holy or die trying. And as St. Peter said, the first pope, flee this corrupt generation. Up next is Matt Arnold. Stay with us. If you're not on his station, you can get our app by going to vmpr.org to tune into his show coming up right after this. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. That's what we're doing here. We want you to join us because we can join our suffering with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. So let's do it every day. And I don't care if you're four years old or 104, we can all participate in that. Thanks again for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you.